0: Thank you for joining us for another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak. Today we continue a series of studies on the doctrine of the person and work of the Holy Spirit, messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, please enjoy this devotional thought taken from morning and evening by Charles Havan Spurgeon. This morning's text comes from Psalm 84 and verse 7. They go from strength to strength. They go from strength to strength. There are various renderings of these words, but all of them contain the idea of progress. Our own good translation of the authorized version is enough for us this morning. They go from strength to strength. That is, they grow stronger and stronger. Usually, if we are walking, we go from strength to weakness. We start fresh and in good order for our journey, But by and by the road is rough, and the sun is hot. We sit down by the wayside, and then again painfully pursue our weary way. But the Christian pilgrim, having obtained fresh supplies of grace, is as vigorous after years of toilsome travel and struggle as when he first set out. He may not be quite so elate and buoyant, nor perhaps quite so hot and hasty in his zeal as he once was, but he is much stronger in all that constitutes real power, And travels, if more slowly, far more surely. Some gray-haired veterans have been as firm in their grasp of truth and as zealous in diffusing it as they were in their younger days. But alas, it must be confessed it is often otherwise, for the love of many waxes cold and iniquity abounds. But this is their own sin and not the fault of the promise, which still holds good. The youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Fretful spirits sit down and trouble themselves about the future. Alas, say they, we go from affliction to affliction. Very true, O thou of little faith, but then thou goest from strength to strength also." Thou shalt never find a bundle of affliction which has not bound up in the midst of it sufficient grace. God will give the strength of ripe manhood with the burden allotted to full-grown shoulders." Down through the centuries, there have been remarkable visitations of God, during which thousands were gloriously saved. Times such as the Protestant Reformation, the revivals in England under John Wesley and George Whitfield, the Great Awakening in America associated with Jonathan Edwards were times of genuine spiritual revival. The common factor in all of these events was an undeniable demonstration of the power of God rather than the ingenuity of man. In the early 1950s, such a revival occurred on the Isle of Lewis, one of the Hebrides off the west coast of Scotland. In the course of several years, hundreds of people were converted to Christ, and many churches were built to take care of them. Again, the Holy Spirit of God came down in power. The preacher during those days was the Reverend Duncan Campbell. Yet what took place on Lewis was not due to his pulpit skills, but to the overwhelming moving of God among the people. Strong men, hardened sinners who mocked the preacher, were suddenly struck to their knees by the roadside under conviction of sin. Young people in a local dance hall left their frivolity and ran to the churches, crying for mercy upon their souls. Let the Bible Speak is pleased to make available CD copies of what happened during those revival times on the Isle of Lewis, including Duncan Campbell's own account of that, as well as personal testimonies of people who came to salvation in Jesus Christ during those revival times. To obtain your own copies of what happened at that time, just request the CDs of the revival on the Isle of Lewis. You may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. You may email us at info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. Or if you wish, you may write Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. You will be blessed greatly as you listen to these accounts of the power of God at work Today on Let the Bible Speak, Dr. Alan Cairns continues this series of studies in the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, as he brings the next portion of a message called The Fruit of the Spirit. The text is found in Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 26. Dr. Cairns introduced the message by first of all explaining the importance of the epistle to the Galatians. The great emphasis is upon justification by faith alone, in the work of Christ alone. As Paul declares, this faith is only ministered to the heart by the Holy Ghost. Similarly, the fruit of the Spirit is that which is grown in believers by the Holy Spirit. Also, though its component parts are listed, the fruit of the Spirit refers to one Christian character. All nine elements are present to some degree in a truly regenerated person. Now Dr. Cairns brings the next portion of The Fruit of the Spirit.
1: There is not just an attack upon your holiness from the world. There is not just an attack upon your holiness from the devil. Now, I have no grief for the devil. But the devil gets blamed for a lot of things that he's not immediately responsible for. A lot of people think if the devil could only be put out of the way, the world would be suddenly a very easily Christianized. Let me tell you that the very rebellion that fills the heart of Satan fills the heart of every son of Adam. The very poison of sin that Satan has flows in the bloodstream of the race. My friend, though the devil will exacerbate every situation and stimulate every kind of evil and will be the evil genius in so many wicked situations, Yet, notwithstanding that, there is an enemy in us. There is our own flesh, and it is the flesh that lusts against the Spirit. I want to tell you, sanctification would be a very easy thing for a Christian. If he only had the world to contend with, and the devil to contend with. If he didn't have the flesh to contend with. If all the enemies were outside, my the conflict would be much more easily won. But the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and as you seek to walk in the spirit, there is this old nature within you, this old fleshly you, that would rise up to do battle with the very spirit of God Himself. There's a war. What a blessing it is! not only does the flesh lust against the spirit, but the spirit wars against the flesh. We are not left to our own devices in this. The spirit of God who regenerated us and indwells us, he battles against the flesh within us. Then verse 18, if ye be led of the spirit, here is the will of the Spirit. Going according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now notice the progression. Walking in the Spirit. Warring in the Spirit. And the will of the Spirit. Now the whole burden of this chapter is to have Christians enjoy this level of Christian experience. The question is how? How do you walk in the Spirit? How do you war in the Spirit? How do you know and obey the will of the Spirit? Any fool can read the words and say walk and hit you over the head with your duty. Any fool can tell you you ought to be in the will of the Spirit. But the question is, how is it done? Verses 22 and 23 bring us to the work of the spirit and here we have the key verse 22 the fruit of the spirit is then we have nine items love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith meekness and temperance. the fruit of the spirit that is the answer, I want us to think of the fruit of the spirit this morning and see how it is the answer I quote it great English preacher a moment ago he spoke about the Holy Ghost and he described the fruit of the Spirit, he had a lovely turn of phrase as it. he called it the fruit of paradise grown on earth I think that sums it up perfectly the fruit of paradise grown on earth better still the fruit of paradise grown in you even while we are in it let's think of the fruit of the spirit first of all the expression itself the fruit of the spirit i want to think of that expression just to get its meaning isn't it a wonderful thing that we have uh, very well worn phrases in the bible we just read them we think we know them but really if somebody were to ask you what does it mean you might be in a little difficulty so what does it mean what's the essential meaning well, let's focus on the word fruit. The fruit of the Spirit. Now, that tells me something right away. This is something that grows. It is not manufactured. Now, let's learn that. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, etc., these are not manufactured virtues. These are not things that people can train themselves to do. In fact, this word fruit focuses our attention on a basic truth that we have to get if we're ever going to come to terms with the biblical doctrine of sanctification. If we're ever going to know the joy of a holy life, we have got to see that this word fruit is speaking to us first and foremost of a state of being not of a state of doing now don't misunderstand me sanctification and holiness involves doing but the message of this text is what you are determines what you do it's not what you do that determines what you are That is the false religion that so many sects and cults and denominations have taken up that what you do determines what you are. If you do enough, you will be a Christian. That's the essential doctrine of Romanism. In fact, that lies at the heart of every basic betrayal of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What you do will determine what you are but my friend uh, uh, when we come down to what a Christian has to believe and how a Christian has to live it seems to me a tragedy that even in our fundamental churches there is coming in this very notion and when God's people are being taught holiness There is an emphasis only on what they ought to do. And if you do this and do that and do the other thing, then you will be holy. That's not true. It is not true. And I would challenge any man... Honestly, to look at the faith of God and say, I have faced my duty and I have tried my best to love and I have tried my best to be happy and show joy and I have tried my best to work a calm peace of heart and live in that calm condition of mind. I have tried to be long-suffering. I have sought to be gentle, uh, etc. And through these things, I now have the joy of Christian holiness. I defy any man, honestly, to tell me that's a a Nothing. Rather, you get a man who says, that is my duty, and it is. And I have been striving to do it. I guarantee he will say I have been frustrated, and inside there has been tension, and there has been defeat, And there's been the agony of despair, and I've come to the place of wondering, is there any help for me in God? This is a serious thing. I've spent countless hours dealing with Christians whose lives are in shatters and tatters. Because they have been misled into believing that what you do determines what you are. I've again and again mentioned the case of a young man in awful agony of soul, in deep distress of mind, being overcome and overcome and overcome, going to a Christian counselor. When he wanted honestly to get down to how God would have him live in victory, he was goodly told, just go and do it. How do I do it? Just do it. I think of other cases. Where people living in abject despair are simply told, if you keep on doing it, then sooner or later you'll get the feeling. My friend, I want to tell you that's not the Bible doctrine of all. It's not what you do that determines what you are. This is the fruit from an internal root. It's what you are. It governs what you do. Fruit. Notice it's singular. Not plural. It's not the fruits of the Spirit. What is being described here is not a picture of so many separable characters in a man's life. You know what is being described here is one single Christian character in all its many faceted fullness. The fruit of the Spirit stands in very clear contrast to the works of the flesh. All you can see immediately that evil characters are many in a man's life. Evil characteristics are many, but. Christian character is one, whole, and entire. There is also the thought in the works of the flesh. Just look at it. Look at the abundance of words that are used. There's a lot of bad words in the language. In any language, because bad men certainly are full of evil. And here you have it. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and even that's not the end, and such like you will see that there is the picture, the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters pass forth mire and dirt. There is the continual clashing and clanging of controversy within the soul. There is this evil heart, and it's continually erupting in one way or the other. Over against that, Paul says there is the fruit of the Spirit, the entire well-being, the well-rounded spiritual health of the soul that is indwelt by the Spirit of God. it grows, it's not manufactured it's singular and entire but it is of the spirit the cause of Christian holiness what is it? strong willpower no service the indwelling Holy Spirit of God there is a secret in the believer's heart that makes for holiness That's the Holy Spirit. As I said, it's a disaster to minimize the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Christians live today as if the Holy Ghost were only a name. He is a vital living person. The Holy Spirit abides within the people of God and he is that inner secret which produces that fruit in the life. Now there's an encouragement in that, or even the weakest of Christians. You are not left to fight this battle with sin and the flesh on your own. You are not left merely to screw up your courage and do the best you can. But rather, In you is the Spirit of God, and His fruit is produced through you, not by you.
0: Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. Founded by Dr. Alan Cairns, Let the Bible Speak is also heard in many parts of the world through the international radio outreach of Let the Bible Speak, produced in Northern Ireland. The Free Presbyterian Church stands without apology for the absolute inerrancy of the Bible, emphasizing preaching that centers on the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ and is militant in its stand against the ecumenical apostasy and the efforts of the world to infiltrate the Church. For further information about the Free Presbyterian Church, you may email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. You may call us at 864-244-2408. Or you may write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Again, that's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Also, we encourage you to visit the website of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America at www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak.